Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Jay Mack hanging with you here on CBS Sports Radio Sunday Get Together. Busy day with NBA playoffs and the old man of the sea. Usually his sea is on the West Coast. His ocean would be the Pacific. But he came to the East Coast and the Atlantic Ocean to win uh, today in the PGA at the age of 50. Oldest player ever to win a major golf tournament. Congrats to Phil Mickelson with his PGA tournament uh, win today. But there are a whole bunch of other sports ongoing. Uh, a lot of baseball action today. And the NFL during its off season was pretty damn busy this week. And I want to talk to my next guest about that because camps were open all across America and there were high attendance numbers, even though these were not mandatory workouts. These were voluntary workouts. Don't know how much they actually accomplished, but they did get a lot of guys to show up here to give us the background details to that and everything going on in the NFL these days. One of the best to cover it. Veteran NFL writer and Hall of Fame selector, Jason Cole, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. How you been, Jason? I've been great. How are you, sir? I am not too shabby. Let's put it that way. Uh, okay. We, we try and stay in the not too shabby range as often as possible, and I'm in it right mm-hmm. now, so thank you for asking. Uh, sure. Uh, uh, the NFL camps this week, the non-mandatory camps, the voluntary camps that had damn close to 100% attendance uh, in all major markets across the NFL. Um mm-hmm. They supposedly didn't do what you would usually think of as a football practice. Uh, a lot of drills, a lot of conditioning, a lot of stretching, not really too much scrimmaging and or mano a mano competition. Well, there's uh, not, but there's not supposed to be, Jody. I mean, like off season's not a, you're not supposed to hit in the off season. So and and that's so they're they're doing what they normally do. Um. And players are going to show up. I know that the NFL Players Association has been adamant about trying to get guys to boycott the offseason. And it sounds good in theory. And I think that it works for certain players. But I think obviously what happened with Juwan James has a major chilling effect, number one. Number two, like, I, you know, 95 to 96% of the players are, are pretty replaceable. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's the problem here. You know, aside from your quarterbacks and a few other stars on every team, you know, there's only three or four guys on every team where you say, uh, okay, if he doesn't show, well, we're just going to do whatever we have to do. You know, it, it'll, it'll be okay. He's going to make the team. Everybody else is fighting. And so the notion that guys shouldn't 
show up in the off season and get to know their bosses and work with those people and all those things that they talk about um, is kind of silly in some ways. The notion that they shouldn't hit and that teams should be more aware of, you know, what they, you know, how they grind their players in the off season, that's totally legitimate. And addressing whether the way that they train players in the off season is optimal because I think, you know, a lot of teams just do this sort of one size fits all philosophy and that's all they get. And that doesn't work for all players. The you, you mentioned the release of Juwan James by the Denver Broncos injured himself working out on his own, probably done for the entire season. If he were still on the contract or he signs with another team, probably he's not going to play this year. Denver, was pretty quick to make the decision that they were going to move on from him. He supposedly got guaranteed money, but uh, the way contract his contract was written, uh, written, it looks like the Broncos will be able to get out of the fact that the money was guaranteed. Did Denver do the right thing for Denver? Did they do the right thing for the National Football League? Or did they just exploit a loophole? No, they did what's right for them. I mean, you don't get $15 million. I mean, it's... It's $10 million in salary and another $5 million in other guarantees that are part of this. And I'm sorry, you, you don't pay that money if the guy injures himself away from the facility. I mean, I, look, I know that a lot of players, you know, most notably like Patrick Mahomes and even Tom Brady have tried to come out here and say that, um, you know, that, that this is wrong, that he's, you know, getting – the guarantees erase. Well, well, sorry. Like that's the rules. That's been the rules for 30 years in, in the collective bargaining agreement. If you get hurt working out away from your team, that's on you. And I know people sit there and say, well, players all have to work out a way to keep, you know, to be sharp, to keep their jobs. That's true. But there is a difference between how people work out um, and hard work. You know, there's staying in shape, and then there's doing hard workouts, and it's, it's tough. And the other part of this problem is, what if a guy gets hurt out there, like riding his, you know, riding a motorcycle? Because we, you know, we, Jawan James said he got hurt working out, and I don't know if there's video to prove it or whatever. But what happens if he got hurt doing something that's non-football related, or you know, was was part of his own, you know, entertainment? Right. I shouldn't be on the team either. So, I again, I get this complaint. It's meaningless. I'm sorry. And and the team has to do what's best. And there are different situations. But $15 million, you have to be able to walk away from that. I don't disagree. I just wanted to double-check and see if you were on the same page. I was. Uh, it's kind of so sad, so sorry. What can we do? Uh, these are the rules yeah, under which it's, we're it's, playing it's right awful. now. Yeah, it's it awful. Is. It sucks. But But – that's the rules. I, I don't know why. I don't understand. Like, if the NFLPA wants the rule change changed, why didn't you address it a year ago when you were negotiating a new collective bargaining agreement? All right. A 10-year collective bargaining agreement that you decided to sign off on because it was good enough across most platforms. This one kind of jumped up and bit you, and you can't go back and say, let's revisit this. No, you did get that collective bargaining agreement done. It's in place, and I do not fault the Broncos. Uh, we're talking to our buddy uh, Jason Cole here with us on CBS Sports Radio. All right, uh, Deshaun Watson, speaking of uh, within the rules, 
Uh, mm-hmm. People are now trying to, because this case just continues to drag on, figure what's going to happen over what kind of time frame. Uh, that it doesn't look like if it goes all the way to a court case that it won't happen for damn close to a year after next year's Super Bowl. Oh, by the way, we got a season coming up, and the Houston Texans uh-huh. need to know whether they're going to have Deshaun Watson at their disposal. Is he a tradable commodity? Are they going to have to pay him while he's waiting out uh, these upcoming court cases, or are they going to be able to uh, see him be suspended by the commissioner? How is all of this going to play? When does the league have to start taking steps, deciding what Deshaun Watson's fate and status is? Well, they probably don't have to do anything really um, serious until you get to July and you're on training camp. Um, and in in some respects, I don't. I think this is it. It's not a. I, I hate to use the term "good excuse." But it is, um, it's actually reasonable, given that Deshaun Watson doesn't want to be there. It creates some distance between the two parties as they work through all the different issues. You know, I mean, before I, you know, remember, before any of this started, Deshaun Watson wanted out. And he still wants out. Right. Okay. It's just complicated because right now he's not worth what he should be worth um, on the open market. Um, you know, is he worth three first round picks? Probably. Is he worth four? You know, I think that's a bit absurd. You know, yes, if there weren't these issues, he would be. But I, like, what general manager is going to take this on when he could be missing um, from your team for the entire season, depending on how this goes? Um, I think the NFL, you know, they've already started doing their investigation. Um, is there something criminal here? I don't know. I, I, I it, it doesn't. It, this is a civil matter, and I, you know, everything I've read, you know, it's tawdry. Um, it's a little disgusting. It's like, you know, it's it's somebody using the power over somebody else. But I'm not sure how criminal it is, and that's going to be sort of the 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 breaking point here. Um, was he was he just kind of a, you know? I, I think they end up suspending him for the off season. But when you get to training camp, unless there's something out there that's really drastic, I think it's going to be hard to keep him out for the season. And right. they'll just wait this one out. And this goes back to why I think you know Paul Tagliabue did have a point, which is let the court let let the court work things out and then you make your decision. Roger Goodell has gone against that for the, for the, for the line sheriff's career. But this is one where, you know, unless you get a lot of cooperation and certainly that's not happening so far, I'm not sure that you're going to be able to do anything until you get this court, this case winds its way through the courts. And Oh, by the way, it has been ongoing for months. So there has been more than enough time for a criminal investigation. And to this point, no criminal charges have been brought against Deshaun Watson. So it looks like that is not going to be the case, that there won't be any criminal charges, so it will just be a civil manner. And then Roger Goodell's got to make a call. Did his misbehavior rise to the level of a suspension, a suspension with pay or without pay? 
that is going to be a big part of it, I would think, from the mm-hmm. Texans' sure. point of view. And I know Roger Goodell is supposed to be representative of all, of all 32 teams. It has a major effect more so on the Texans than anybody else. You can make the argument that, yeah, whoever they play, if Deshaun Watson uh, gives you a better chance to beat the Texans, but that I don't think Goodell can take that into his thinking. How does he stay objective and not try and do what is best for the team that is most affected, the Houston Texans? How does Goodell not do that? Or I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure. I follow. Exactly Fair, I'll, I'll, I'll try and rephrase my question. Um, does he allow the Texans' position to affect the way that he handles the situation at all? In your mind, I know. I think. Look, I, I think he has to separate himself from that and just say, okay, let's compare this to all cases. How does it compare to the Roethlisberger case where I suspended Roethlisberger? How does it compare to you know, the Greg Hardy case? How does it compare to Ezekiel Elliott? How does it compare to this, 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 and this? There, you know, there's plenty of, of, of cases um, where he has precedence. Okay, that's right. number one. Number two, aside from the nature of precedent, um, you know, there's just the information that you're going to gather. And I guess they've, they've already interviewed four of the women. I know Tony Busby is complaining about it, which means, you know, uh, it tells me Tony Busby's case is a little weaker than we all think. But he, but, but at the end of the day, there are 20 women out there who are making complaints about Deshaun Watson. He's done something wrong. Is that something? To the level of suspension, I don't know. <laughs> okay, right? None of us but, do. Right, but I will all, absolutely one hundred percent say this: what he's done certainly is um, unbecoming of the league and unbecoming of what a leader of a f- football team and a quarterback should do. I mean, like people should have just said. He, he should have been able to say to himself somewhere along the line, you know, like, what are you doing here? <laughs> you, you shouldn't have 30 different massage therapists, okay? Right. You know, number, number one, that tells you that people don't want to work with you. Number two, beyond, beyond that, like, how many different people do you want to involve in your life? who you don't know what what they're about and they don't necessarily know you there's a whole trust factor i mean this is stupid on stupid and tawdry on so many levels i can't really even describe it but you're doing as good a job as you can and we appreciate that that's jason cole our guest here on cbs sports radio um if you are another team are you just staying abreast of how these uh, court cases are going. Do you stay in constant contact with the Texans? We're still interested in them. If and when the time comes, uh, before you trade, make sure you talk to us. How does the Deshaun Watson conversation go in the 31 other teams' headquarters? Uh, a, you remember uh, Tom Landry's quote about um, remember Dwayne Thomas back in the, early, in the 70s when he admitted using marijuana and people asked Tom Landry, would you suspend would you suspend a player for using marijuana or this and that? And Landry's quote was, um, how good is the player? <laughs> um, you know, like, 
Okay, there's a there's a transitive version of that, which is how bad is your quarterback situation? <laughs> so, um, look, I'm one of those aggressive people who, if I have a bad quarterback situation, I think I have ability to make a trade, and it's reasonable given the construct of my team. I'm going to be pretty aggressive about trying to take advantage of this situation. Now, if I have an established quarterback, or you know, I'm not ready to win right away, then I'm backing away and I'm playing it more conservatively. But I would not be afraid to go after Deshaun Watson, given the circumstances, because I think right now you have a chance to get him at a cheaper price than you ever will. Than you ever will. And here's the other thing: I think, yeah, okay, maybe he doesn't play. You know, take the worst case scenario: he doesn't play in 2021. You still got his rights, right? Like he's gonna. I, I, I say this, unless I, there's something out there that I completely do not understand, I can't believe that he's not going to ever play again. So why not just you know go get him and say, okay, he's going to be our guy eventually. It may not be 2021, so let's make the move now. Probably a pretty good way to uh, look at it for, you're right, I'd say about half of the teams in the NFL that should at least be considering it because he would be an upgrade at their quarterback position. All right, another guy whose name has prominently been kicked around the last 48, 72 hours is Julio Jones. Uh, We've heard that the Falcons could be up to trading him at some point during this offseason. Don't know uh, that it got all that heated leading up to the draft. It seems to have heated up now more after the draft which doesn't really make sense to me. If you're the Falcons, wouldn't you want to trade them and be able to get draft picks immediately this year could come and help you? Or is it smarter to be waiting till after the draft and find out what teams are more in need and maybe even use the word desperate to describe them? Uh, I've seen them at least uh, in rumor tied to at least a half a dozen teams around the National Football League. Number one, why has the timeline worked itself out the way that it has? And number two, how realistic are these rumors? Do you think Jones will be traded before the season starts? Look, I think that the, the Falcons have had to think about this a lot, both before the draft and even now after the draft. So, I, you know, I think that there's some reality to it, and it depends on what the Falcons are going to get. If somebody gives them a, a first-round pick plus a third or, you know, whatever, they give them more, then certainly the Falcons have to think about it, okay? Um at the same time, if you were going to trade Julio Jones, why didn't you draft a quarterback at number four? Instead, you took a tight end, a guy who you're trying to upgrade your offense, right? And this is a team that last year went 0-7. 0-7. Now, this is hard to do. They went 0-7 in games decided by less than a touchdown. Okay, so six points or less, 0-7. All you got to do is, you know, go to to become a reasonably competitive team. You know, get to five hundred, maybe. You know, is go four and three because they were four and twelve last year. If they win four of those seven games, all of a sudden they're a five hundred team. If they can turn a few games, like uh, you know, like this is a team that's not that far away. Even though, even though they're four and twelve, even though their defense was so awful, like this is a team that I think can flip things around. So I don't understand the notion of trading Julio Jones other than, okay, you may want to rebuild. You, you sort of, you're doing a little bit of both. You're getting a weapon, you know, to sort of replace Julio Jones with Kyle Pitts. And then you're, you know, with an eye on the future, um, coupled with 
you need salary cap space to do other things on your team. So trading Julio Jones frees up your salary cap situation, and you know, especially if you trade him in June. So, uh, you know, I can see some logic to it. But, hey, I, I want to take a shot with Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts and Hayden Hurst. I want to take that shot now. Like, they went and got the, you know, the Mike Davis kid out of, from, from, you know, Carolina as a running back who, you know, he's maybe not a great player, but if you put him and some other guys together, you've got a reasonable running tack. They've got to fix their offensive line. But, again, this is a team that was close in a lot of teams last year, and they all went against them. Why not sit there and say, okay, we're going to play fast break offense. We're going to score 30 points a game. We're just going to be as wide open as we possibly can be. We're going to play a high-risk defense where with Dean Pease as our new defensive coordinator, where we're just going for interceptions. And if we give up 28 or 30 points, that's fine. We're trying to score 35 every game. Let's go ahead and do this, and we have the weapons to do it. I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. And they swapped out their coaching staff, and uh, some can argue that they upgraded their coaching staff, and that's the case. They could be better uh, if they could just keep what they had in place last year. Agree on that front. Um, Did you go to NFL.com yesterday to order your 85 Tim Tebow jersey in cool Jacksonville colors? Oh, that was available? Yes. Oh. Um, I missed that. It's the are you are you being facetious or do you not know that it's the number one selling jersey in the National Football League right now? Uh, I'm being slightly facetious, but okay. I did not know it was yesterday exactly. Look, Tim Tebow has a you know a crazy fan base, and I mean when I say crazy, like a lot of them are literally crazy. Like I live in Gainesville, <laughs> Florida. Okay, I live three miles from the University of Florida. There are still people in this land who believe that Tim could be a quarterback in the NFL, A, and B, that he got screwed by the NFL and banned by the league. Even though, as I point out to them all the time, all the time, he played for Denver, he played for the Jets, he was with the Patriots for a little while, and he got a chance with the Philadelphia Eagles. Right. Four teams. Four different teams. This is not Colin Kaepernick, and I don't want to bring the – the Kaepernick portion of the discussion into that, because I think that's a separate issue. I have no problem with, with Tim Tebow getting a chance. I understand Urban Meyer wanted to do this. This is a, a guy he's, who he's very loyal to. He, he loves him very dearly. This is a guy who knows his program, all those things, which are good things. Um, and I, and I understand the fan base, you know, like, you know, People who are Christian, and there are tons of them in this country, obviously, love Tim Tebow. If they're devout or they're you know born again, Tim's their guy. So that's okay. But they also live in a world that a lot of those people live in a world of denial where they think he's the second coming. Right. And you know he's just a, he's just a guy. He's just a guy as a quarterback, and he's even more of just a guy. As a tight end, I, I you know, I, 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 I don't begrudge him a chance to get another chance to play. We should, you know, go for it. And I don't begrudge Urban Meyer. I just, I'm always a little bit skeptical of the delusion of his fans. 
Right. He wasn't just a guy on the collegiate level, but I could rip off a list of about 10 names of guys who were stu- superstar collegiate players who were just a guy when they got to the NFL. And, yes, some of his fans cannot accept the fact that he's just a guy on the NFL level, but he's going to be just a guy with an NFL uh, job this year. More power to him if he ma- makes the yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, this, this is, can you imagine if he, like, makes it and actually – has an impact as a tight end and like does some things and, and helps the team win some games. And like, that's a kind of a cool story. I just, I hate where it gets taken to. That's the problem that I have with it. Of I course. hate the, I hate the, the, how people conflate it into, Oh, the NFL is anti-Christian and, and like, stop, just stop. It's not true. It's, 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 just, it's not as as long as Tebow can show up for a camp, it's not going to stop. And we'll see how it works out this year in Jacksonville. It always works out well for us when Jason Call hops aboard. Jay, good catching up, buddy. Appreciate it. We will certainly be in touch again soon enough. Absolutely, sir. Take care. Jason Cole, veteran NFL writer and Hall of Fame selector, here with us on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.